We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley, joined as always today by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Uh, it is Packers Chiefs week. Uh, the Packers are coming to my neck of the woods in Kansas City, and Ross Uglum, you are not going to be far behind, am I right? That's correct. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun one. Uh, this is kind of the... Kind of the much-anticipated Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes matchup that people have kind of wanted since Mahomes burst onto the scene several years ago. And it's it's not really what I would have expected coming into this game, Ross. And, you know, the Chiefs are about to play here in about an hour. We're recording this about 5.30 Lambeau time. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are reeling. They are a reeling football team. Um not really sure what we're going to get out of them tonight. Not really sure what we're going to get out of them next week. Uh, but, Ross, you know, we are, what, five days out still. This is going to be the Tuesday one. So we got time to kind of marinate on this one. But, you know, what are your early early thoughts, you know, at the beginning of the week heading into this game versus the Chiefs? Um, I guess just to be wary, you know, Um very possible that they're a bit of a wounded dog, but uh, you know, I just I wouldn't necessarily like expect a win. And I know that that sounds nuts, like because you're probably getting Devonte back, and you're getting MVS back, and you're probably getting Bach back, and on down the line. And shoot, Zaria Smith is at practice today, but I, I still think it's. You need to understand this is the defending AFC champions. This is Pat Mahomes. And, you know, it's it's probably not a game where – I mean, I, th- I think you kind of view it as gravy still, if you, if you understand my meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for this team, you're, they're prime time tonight, going to watch that game. You just keep expecting them to turn it on. 
because for every reason you just laid out, they have, you know, the best, I mean, I'm going to say he's the, he's the most talented, probably the, the scariest quarterback in the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes. He's a guy that has not really played to the level that we've seen in the past, but he's still a guy that you just kind of wait. You just wait and wait and wait, and I keep, I'm keep waiting for them to just turn it on because you got – as long as you have the trifecta of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, that's a scary offense. That's an offense that can score 30 points in the, at the drop of a hat, and I think that's kind of what we're expecting. I, I still expect it to be a shootout on – you know, Sunday afternoon, this upcoming week. And with, you know, talking to some of the guys that I know that, that cover the Chiefs a lot closer than um, anyone, really, it, yeah. it's interesting to hear what their thoughts are on the Chiefs and just kind of, you know, what is the disconnect? What has the disconnect been in Kansas City this year? And it was wild to kind of hear them talk because it sounded like early Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers fractures. You know, you start talking about, you know, this is all this is all just their opinion. You know, they don't have any sources on it besides the people that they talk to. And it just seems like the tone and the current of this Chiefs team is kind of, you know, Patrick wants to play Patrick Mahomes football. And that is chuck the ball all over the field, go for the jugular, deep, 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 deep. Like, let me show off my arm talent. And teams have really started playing them in that cover, too. And so Andy is kind of saying, hey, this is what we need to do. We need to check down. We need to you know, play the small ball and stuff. And it seems like there's just a disconnect there that Patrick is still looking, hey, I still want to take the, the shot right away. And what that can do and what it's looked like to their offense is that can throw off the timing of what you're trying to do in that short to intermediate game. If you're a half second late because, you know, your eyes were immediately down on 10, you know, streaking down the field and you missed 87 you know, open for five yards, the five easy yards that were there right away, but then it's not, you know, if you wait too long. So it'll be interesting to see how they play tonight. You know, tonight could be the night that they drop 50 on the Giants, and then you say, oh, boy, okay, they're back on track. What's going to happen next week in Arrowhead? Or I, I should say G-E-H-A field, as it is uh, called now. So it'll be an interesting one, but, you know, we'll have more previews and stuff coming up with the Chiefs. I just wanted to get our early take. Um, Ross and I will actually be at that game next week. Be a lot of fun. Um, so make sure you're following along for all of that. But Ross, let's let's uh, let's talk about today a little bit. You alluded to it already a little bit. Packers are getting healthy. You know, if if you want to say there was a week that things might start taking a turn towards the the healthy side, that week would probably be this week. Now they're not going to get everyone back this week, but you already said you know MVS. Looks like he's going to be back. Lazard will will be back. Um, Devontae still has not gotten his two false false tests, so he's still questionable at this point. Now, it would be, I think it it, it would be. It's fair to say that it's probably unlikely that he doesn't play, um, but it's still a possibility. And then you have Bakhtiari. You know, this is they said they said this week or you know one to three weeks. It's been three weeks. You know, you would assume that after the short week, now you get the long extended break, you would assume this is the game that he's coming back. And honestly, this is a great game for him to come back because Kansas City has next to no one as far as edge pass rushers. I mean, they could throw you or I out there, Ross, and it probably wouldn't be that different. Um, so this would be a great game for Bakhtiari to kind of ease back into the action um, and just handle some business. But what are your thoughts about this team just getting healthier? What can that do for this offense? What can that do for this team moving forward? I mean, it's huge. You it, it, and it sounds nuts, but like it has a massive difference for the interior of the offensive line because 
you don't have to use your best interior offensive lineman to play left tackle anymore. And that that's a big deal. You know, I'm I'm sure I think somebody mentioned after the WFT game that Josh Myers was in a wheelchair, which I think uh, was just probably the more convenient way to get him on and off the field. But I don't know as though you get from in a wheelchair to ready to play football in three weeks. I think your long-term center for a good part of this season might be Elton Jenkins. And I think that allows you to do a little bit with, uh, you know, Runyon and, and uh, Royce. And I think that allows a little bit more development for those guys, a little bit more trust just because you're going to get that higher level of play from Elton than you have been right now getting from Lucas Patrick. And frankly, you're probably going to get a higher level of play from Elton than you got from Myers. And that that's not a slight against Myers. It's just like reality. Yeah, I mean, Jenkins is probably an all-pro level player wherever you put him. And that is something I, I honestly didn't even think about that. I wonder it, – it'll be it will be interesting to see what they do with that center position. Do you just put Elton in there and say, you know, if this if this if we on our best three interior offensive linemen, it very realistically probably is Elton at center – and then the two guys that have been playing there the entire season at left guard and right guard. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. I think either way, right? Either way, when you get Bakhtiari back at left tackle, you want to kick Elton to left guard and figure out who's playing right guard, just keep Newman there. Uh, I think you dramatically get better there in that sense anyways, um, just because I think that interior offensive line has really struggled to get pushed in the run game. That's not something Alan Jenkins really struggles with. He is an absolute grown man inside. So I think that will help them a lot. I think it'll help. The, I mean, the fact of the matter that the Chiefs defense is, I mean, putrid. They they really are. They, you want to run the ball. You want to throw the ball. You want to make backwards passes. You want to throw the ball between your legs. They ain't, they're probably not stopping it. Well, right? the, the reality is, too, not only is, I think, and I think you can make like a very reasonable argument that Lucas Patrick has maybe played better than Royce. I, I think you can maybe make that argument. But to me, the development that you're getting out of Royce, like Lucas Patrick just ain't it. You know what I mean? Well, like long term. And he, he is what he is, right? Right. That, Lucas Patrick is real. That is his potential realized what we are seeing yes. right now. So for me, I think your best backup option at all three interior spots right now is Lucas Patrick. So put him where he is best and leave Royce and Runyon alone for right now. And, you know, I, I think there might be a world. And then the thing, what would what, what makes me really believe that I'm going to end up being right is, to me, if we're just talking about Runyon, Patrick, and Royce, I know Runyon has had a couple of pretty like visible whiffs in pass pro come against kind of bigger guys. So they get replayed by the broadcast, whatever, but his body of work is to me clearly the best of those three. When I'm talking about Lucas Patrick Royce and Runyon, I think his body of work is tops among those three. So to just put Elton back at left guard and bench Runyon I think it's reasonable to have a problem with that. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you just have to, 
I mean, it, it that's the but the thing with Elton is like if he's going to be the ultimate Swiss Army knife, and if you have a problem with that, then help play him at right guard. You know, keep keep running at left guard, whatever. Uh, but I think either way, I think in any of those scenarios, uh, putting Elton at left guard, center, or right guard, that interior offensive line gets better, no matter where yeah. you go. Now, you want to talk about, yeah, you want to talk about who who's the best three? Sure, like that, I think you make a great point there with that. Because I think Runyon, of those three that you mentioned, yeah, I think, I don't even, I think yes, he's made the mistakes, but I think if you just watch the game too, uh, even a rewatch, you don't even watch all 22, it's pretty clear that 76 is getting it done more often, even in the run game too. I think he's better in the run game. I just think, I think he's going to be a heck of a football player for this team. I think Newman is too, but I think they're both young guys and they both need to be out there, which heck, I kind of just proved your, your point about putting Elton at center. Right. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what they do. It's, it's fun that they finally have that option too. This is really the first time this year that they've had that option to say, well, okay, well, where do we want to put Elton inside? Because when he, let, you know, the first eight weeks, if he's healthy, that boy's playing left tackle, uh, which is wild to say because he is that talented. But what, let's talk about, I think it's interesting to note today, Ross, you mentioned it already, that Z was at practice today. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, he was not in pads, but he was in uniform watching, which I don't know if this means anything at all. But Jair is not at practice right now out during portions that Z was at. Does that, in your opinion, mean anything at all? Does that mean he's potentially closer than Jair? I mean, because to be honest with you, Ross, I think I speak for most people that follow this team. I thought we had seen the last of Zadarius Smith taking reps in Green Bay. And I think it's notable to say on the day that Von Miller was traded to a NFC contender in Los Angeles, Getting Zadarius Smith back for this Packers defense is more important than L.A. getting Vaughn Miller for that defense. What say you? Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Recently, I was just able to pick up tickets to Packers Vikings in Minnesota, going to be heading west for that game. Attending my first game in the new Vikings stadium, cannot wait for that. Let me tell you, it was so incredibly easy to use TickPick. No awful service fees. I cannot recommend it enough. And the easiest way to do so is by going to TickPick.com slash Packaday today to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets or any other tickets that you want to purchase. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, I guess what I'll say is I, I, I'm still optimistic about Ja. I'm, I'm like what what Lafleur said too is that like they expect him to make it. So, I the, like who was or wasn't at practice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I'm less worried about what, who is and isn't because they're not going to participate. Like they're not, uh, jaw hasn't been activated off of IR. So whether he is or isn't watching practice in sweatpants, I, I can't find it within me to care. So yeah, and I, I think the point is, I think if Z is out there watching the team, he's not with the rehab group, right? Which could like again could mean nothing. Mean absolutely nothing. Maybe he got his work in already in the morning and he and he was done. Different injury, different part of the body that's injured too. So, uh, but I just when I saw that today that he was at practice watching, you know, I did perk up a little bit and sure, you know, just this whole deal with is he going to be? Is he going to? Is he in two weeks? Is he back? Like I don't know. Backs are a weird thing. If he's and he, you, know, you you follow the tweets, him saying, "I feel better than ever. I feel like a new man." Whatever he said, I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I hope he feels great. I hope he comes out here and helps his team because his whole situation this entire season has been odd, right? Yeah. From training camp, like what's going on with him? He's hurt. Oh, he is. Well, why isn't he playing? Why isn't he practicing? Oh, he's on the IR. Or he played in week one. Okay, cool. Let's roll. Oh, he's on the IR. What like? <laughs> What is going on with this guy? And, you know, LaFleur just really didn't give us anything on him. And he probably won't until he's out there. And, oh, he's he's active today. Cool. You know, but um, some other notable guys that uh, we could talk about that were kind of the biggest news, I think, today are MVS and Lazard. So this could be the first time in, what, since week three or four that they had their top three receivers healthy. And what does that, you know, just talk to us a little bit about what does that do for this Packers offense to get those two guys in specific back involved? 
It, it's huge. I mean, I don't want to dump on EQ, but you saw them throw that screen and him just whiff on block after block after block. And that's a block Lazard makes. I know it's funny you asked me that question. Like the first thing that comes out of my mouth is talking about blocking, but it's a big deal, you know, especially without Big Bob. I think mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of the plays where Tunyon was flexed or in the slot or in that like slot H-back deal where he's in the slot, but he's close enough to the line of scrimmage to chip. That Lazard might get those reps. You know, I mean, I think the fullback, H-back, move tight end stuff is all, you know, pretty easy for Daphne and DeGuar to just pick up. And the rest of it, I don't – Tyler Davis, I think, is the kid's name. I don't know a ton about him. But Big Dog obviously will take a ton of the Y work. You know, a ton of the a ton of the inline work will be, will be the Big Dog. But – um you know, Lazard is going to get a lot of those Tunyon pass looks, I think. And I think the ability to kind of be a threat as a blocker is a big deal because a lot of that Aaron Jones quick perimeter, Devontae Adams quick perimeter stuff doesn't work that well when your big slot is whiffing on blocks. And and it was effective enough against Arizona, but it can be so much better. Yeah, and I think – yes. MVS just oh, go ahead. He, he makes an unbelievable difference. You know, people have been crapping on him his whole career, but they just as as well as Devontae Adams plays downfield, uh, he is just not the same deep threat that Valdez Scantling in. He does not create the same respect from safeties. And the simple fact of if it's one of the corners, like, for example, like Cam Dantzler in Minnesota, if you run like a 4-5 or like a 4-6 at corner, you just need help. Like You know you need help or it's going to be a problem. And that's something that really on this roster right now, only MVS does that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like you said, crap on MVS, but you talk about this roster. There's a lot of rosters in the NFL that don't have a guy like MVS. He's he's not just like a nice player to have in Green Bay. He, he is a nice player that any team would find a spot for because of what you just laid out. Like, he is a threat uh, to pop the top off every time he's on the field, and he's a threat that you have to take him into consideration. Um, the biggest news that is going to be tomorrow, Ross, is tomorrow is – you know, so I guess when you're listening, it'll be today at 4 p.m. Eastern time is the NFL trade deadline. Uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting. I say interesting a lot, but for this team, because of everything that's gone on with some of the other big names that we've seen so far with the Stephon Gilmore, they were in on that. They went out and signed the two biggest names really that have gotten released this year in merciless and Jalen Smith. So this is a team that clearly is put putting their chips in the middle of the table and they're saying, Hey, we're, we're, we're wanting to win it this year. So with that said, they're still the Packers and I would still put my money on us getting excited about someone and him not ending up in green Bay. So Ross, who are your, who are your guys that, you're going to be telling yourself not to get excited about because you just don't think they're going to end up in green Bay, but you would like them to. <laughs> uh, you know, I think potentially Evan Ingram is an interesting fit. Um, you know, if 
I think it's Goddard is interesting to me. Dallas Goddard from the Eagles. I don't know as though they could extend him or, you know, do, you know, the problem with acquiring a player like that is you have to see it as a rental. And then if you see it as a rental, um, You know what I'm saying? Like, if you see it as yeah, a rental, like yeah, there's like a there's like a weird yeah. dynamic of young and helpful, but also like we're probably not going to be able to resign him. So, like, how much you know? If you're young, you're not going to be right. and talented. You're not going to be as cheap as far as draft capital. Like Goddard would probably demand a lot more than like an Evan Ingram right now, yeah, or like a veteran offering- guy. If you're offering like rental compensation to the Eagles. I think they're telling you to go fly a kite. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, another one that I think would be really interesting is at the tight end spot would be Dalton Schultz. Um, I don't know as though he's being used to his full ability in Dallas. He's an awesome blocker. I He's interesting to me, but at the same time, I don't know like what – why would why would Dallas give Green Bay anything at this point? Like they're in clear competition. Um, defensive line, obviously Fletcher Cox. You know, you 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 think about the same reason I talked about Goddard is the same reason I'm talking about Cox. The Eagles, especially after the Cowboys win over the Vikings, should be trading everything that's not nailed down. Um, it's just not their year. I think they're going to end up with like three picks in the top fourteen. Or something, you know. I, we we haven't seen the whole thing play out, but they're going to be really draft heavy, and I think they should just continue to grab draft capital. And whether that means, um, like they ID a quarterback, I think one will probably be Thibodeau, no matter what, Kayvon. So if they continue to get as much draft capital as they can, in case they want to go up to two, and make their choice at quarterback Um, because I know Derek Stingley is obviously a a topic of conversation as well, but I think if they really want to ID a quarterback and that's their guy, then you continue to, you know, grab this draft capital. So Fletcher Cox is one for me big time. Um, If the Eagles are selling everything. On on Fletcher because – um, I talked to a friend of the podcast, Chris Infante, who is uh, – what does he do? What's his podcast? Uh, Flipping the Birds. He's a big Eagles guy. Talked to him about Fletcher Cox today and just said, you know, how he just – they were just restructured his contract two weeks ago. And they, they they went from a contract that was super tradable to one that's not so much, but he, he's easier to cut in the offseason. Um, they would have to take on a bunch of dead cap. So he was saying, you know, I think I don't think he'd be a cheap rental. I think for Howie, it'd, it'd have to be like a second, a second round pick, which I probably do. But um, that's that's neither here because I think if you're talking about who makes this team the best, it's Fletcher Cox. Like it's you know Evan Ingram's fun to talk about, Brandon Cooks is fun to talk about. These these flashy type guys, but if you could get a legitimate threat inside with Kenny Clark and honestly Dean Lowry has been playing really well lately too so if you could get those three guys in a rotation it's that, that all, could it's be all fun. about reps too like yep. Fletcher Cox 
could mean eight, nine less snaps for Lowry and 10, 12 less snaps for Clark. That's a huge deal. Yeah, it would be. And I think so, like, if you were asking me, like, Jake, are you are you willing to trade a second round draft pick for Fletcher Cox to pry him away from the Eagles, knowing full well that it it could be half a season rental? I would do it. I I would do it. I think this team is built to win now. I mean, obviously it is. And you figure the rest out later. And I think that's the mindset that the Packers should have. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. It would be a steep. It would be a steep price. That would be a very much like, hey, chips are in. We're, we're going for it this year, which is what a lot of Packers fans have wanted to see uh, for a lot of years. And I'm kind of at the point where it's like, you know what? That's not typically something that I would do because I agree with what the Packers do a lot of times is talking about you know building for the future, building for the future, always looking two, three years ahead. Um, but that hasn't worked, right? It hasn't. It hasn't got them over the hump. So I'm at the point where it's like. Do something different. Do something different. Go all in. Let the chips fall where they may. You know, and, and let's see what happens. If you win it, great. Then it's absolutely worth it. If not, then you spent a second round draft pick on a guy that probably isn't going to be back in Green Bay next year. So it it's you know, it's all it's all relative. And we'll see. I think another guy before we get out of here is, that that is interesting to me that I, I saw mention is Darius Slayton out of New York. Just because we talk about MVS and we talk about deep threats, you know, he and he, we talk about MVS being the only guy on the roster that has that type of ability. Uh, Darius Slayton could be a guy that could come in and and do that type of stuff right away. Because right, you got to think about everything. You got to think about can they integrate into this offense? How quickly is that going to happen? And will it happen? And with a guy like Slayton, he has a very specific skill set where I think he can come in and contribute uh, immediately. Um, Deshaun Jackson is another name that I know has been mentioned and he seems like he's always mentioned, but you know, Aaron Rodgers and him have a relationship. And if GM Aaron Rodgers has any say, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a, a cheap, uh, type option. So, uh, we will see, we'll see this time tomorrow. We, we will know, uh, chances are we'll get excited about someone and it just won't happen. Uh, because that is, that is basically just been how it is. So um, that's all we have. We'll, I'm sure, have more uh, later on this week. Tomorrow, I'm sure they'll be able to tell you guys who they did or didn't make a deal for, or tell you more about the Chiefs game coming up. But for Ross and I, that's all we got for you guys today. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, and as always, go Pack Go! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.